Hi, Sunshine. I'm Natasha, your host for the Shine Online podcast and the founder of Soul Studio. In this conversational podcast, I interview the brightest entrepreneurs I know with the goal of empowering you to do business in a way that feels real to you. These conversations will bring you no-fluff advice, honest discussions, and actionable strategies to help you shine online. There are so many bright brands in the online world, but there's always room for one more. Let's shine together. Welcome back to the show. Today, you are going to be tuning in to an Instagram Live replay. So I might be engaging with people that are tuning in live, answering questions, but I knew I wanted to share this conversation with you all about how to become an authority online. This meaning how to be known as an expert in your industry, in your niche, how to be in demand when it comes to speaking and podcast interviews. And this is why I wanted to go live and kind of give you a little bit of an inside look of my brand new mastermind, The Instagram Authority. This is a three-month mastermind for female entrepreneurs that are ready to show up confidently and position themselves as an expert on Instagram. So if you're looking for accountability, community education, that is going to be this program. And it's really going to help you attract speaking opportunities like a pro, build an engaged community that's obsessed with your brand and being known as the queen of insert your own niche. All of this is going to be used with Instagram strategies that I've quite literally used to position myself as an authority and get paid for speaking and really see my business grow and flourish. So if this sounds like something that you're interested in and you want to build your impact with an engaged community and really master your content strategy for turning followers into super fans, be sure to check out the application in the show notes, learn a little bit more, and don't hesitate to message me on Instagram if you have any questions. So let's dive right into this live and it is so good. Hello and welcome to today's live. We are going to be talking all about how to become an authority online. What does that mean and how can it really help your business moving forward? So yes, I am recording for the podcast. There's going to be a replay on IGTV and on the pod since I know people have different ways they like to listen into things. So hello, if you're tuning in, um, let me know how your Friday is going and what you're most excited about in this conversation about becoming an authority, showing your expertise online, all that jazz. Would love to hear from you. So I'm going to dive right in. I have a few slides. So I'm going to kind of walk through my own journey and my experience with this and kind of where I've seen the biggest shifts. And then I'm going to talk a little bit about my mastermind, which has opened for applications this week. And I'm so excited to start welcoming in some gals that are ready to be the freaking authorities on Instagram. And I'm so stoked. So hello, hello. Oh my gosh. Look at all the hearts, the energy. I'm here for it. Okay. So let me start sharing my slides and we will hop right in. And if you've been on a live, you know the drill. If you have any questions, put them in the little question sticker thingamajig and we'll get to them a little bit later. Okay, so let's dive right in. So I kind of first wanted to start with my own journey of becoming an authority online. 
And I think that it's really interesting to kind of think of what does this mean? And chances are it's those people that you think of when you think of a specific niche, Um, people that you see speaking on stages, that they're on podcasts, that you think of them as thought leaders and as experts in their niches. Chances are you probably have people you already follow that you think of as authorities, And I feel like I've gotten it a little bit like queen of reels, all those types of things. So I'm not tooting my own horn. It's kind of just how I've seen the drift Um, and would love to kind of hear like, who are people you think of when you think of authorities? Let me know in the comments. Um, But this is kind of my journey literally a year ago super surreal. I had around 5,000 followers, which was awesome. Um, I had like consistent two to $3,000 course launches. And I was speaking a little bit. I was starting to get on some small podcasts, but I wasn't really getting paid for it. That's kind of where I was. And I was very happy with that part of my journey. But I knew I wanted to get to that next level of being paid, of it kind of growing my business and growing my audience and growing my profits. I mean, hello, we are here to make money in business, correct? (laughs) So that's kind of where I was at. And that was kind of what I was aspiring for. And that was kind of my goal. And so now a whole year later, just so surreal to even think about. I have a community of all of you over 30,000 strong. Like that doesn't even sound like I like think I'm saying it wrong, but no, there are 30,000 of you. <laughs> and I've really been able to have some really big launches since then, getting paid to speak, getting paid to travel and speak. I've been able to partner with some pretty big brands. And that has really moved the needle forward into almost doubling my business profits and growth in my actual business when I was looking back at 2020. So that is kind of what I want to break down of like, why did this happen? Like, what were the shifts? What was going on behind the scenes that kind of took me from just being a very awesome Instagram gal and to kind of getting me to this like authority level? I love hearing a little bit about some people that you think are authorities. And I will share on my stories how I do these Instagram live slides if you want to know a little bit more. So let's move on to kind of like what what really attributed to this growth? What honestly attributed to it? And I will be honest, transparent in saying that some of it was luck. And I think not enough people talk about the luck portion of this. And honestly, like, I think a lot of Black entrepreneurs can relate. Of last summer, there was a lot of Black entrepreneurs and businesses being shared, being shouted out. And I have a lot of conflicting feelings about that. And that's really not what we're here to talk about today. But that was my period of luck. That is what pushed me out during that point in time to get the trajectory that I needed to get to that authority level. So I will be honest with you because I'm not going to sugarcoat it and say that I did something magical. And then all of a sudden, this is how I saw this insane amount of growth. Part of it is luck. And I think a lot of businesses that you see and admire, like I think someone that I think of right off the bat is Jenna Kutcher. I know when she was got this like really big press feature with her and her husband, that blew up her brand. Like, yes, she was growing. Yes, she was getting trajectory. But that is honestly what attributed to it. So I want to like 
set the record straight. Part of it is luck. But the other part of this growth, the other part of this is really shifting how I think of things and changing my business. My slide for this one is missing. Very, very rude. But there's three main sectors that I want to cover that are the other part of this sector of growth. First is how I shifted on how I thought about Instagram, even as an Instagram educator. The other one is how I shifted how I launched and sold my offers. And then another one is how I was taking the stage, networking, building connections to get me in that little pod of authorities. So if you're ready, give me the hearts. We're going to dive in. We are going to dive in. Okay. So this is the first part of like, what do I think really attributed to getting to that authority level? What do I think will help you? All of these tips and strategies, they're not unique to me. They will apply to you as well. Hello, hello to everyone tuning in. I'm diving right into the good stuff. I am diving in. Okay. So the first thing was a shift in how I thought about my Instagram content and kind of my overall strategy of showing up. And I think And very naturally, I was starting to move in this direction, but I didn't realize what really major shifts that were happening and how I thought about Instagram in the grand picture of how it was positioning me as an authority, because I haven't done a lot of pitching. Um, You know, it's really been all from Instagram. Like that's just been my main source of referrals. So the first thing is this concept of having an evergreen profile. And I know there's a lot of different trains of thoughts for this, but what I overall think is that if people are looking to hire you, work with you, buy from you, if they're looking to have you as a speaker, if they're looking to have you as a podcast guest, and this is someone that hosts a podcast, the first place they're looking is on your Instagram profile. They're watching your stories. They're looking at your highlights. They're looking at your profile. They're looking at what is on your grid, what are on your guides. That is a huge part of ways that people make that decision of like, who's just doing their thing, killing it. And who's at that authority level that I want to have you speak on my podcast, that I want to hire you, that I really think of you as an authority. So that's the first shift of how I kind of thought of my Instagram is that yes, I'm creating content, but how can I think of my profile holistically? So it's really providing evergreen value and positioning myself as that expert. The other thing, which I think is just so incredibly important is serving. And I actually answered this question on my stories today of like, how do you know you're giving too much for free? I genuinely don't think that you can be too generous on Instagram with your content. That's my perspective. I'm curious what you think. Let me know in the comments. But by being generous with your content and not overly selling, not overly pitching, not overly doing too many brand partnerships, not over promoting, by really focusing on how you can serve your audience at the base of what you do, that is what's going to make all of these opportunities naturally happen for you. And if you think of all the authorities that you like to follow on Instagram, they you listen to their podcast, whatever it is, they are serving you probably like 80% of the time. They are consistently doing this. And that's the other element is consistency. 
I will say, oh my gosh, I have so many thoughts on this. Um, but Erin on demand, she's a friend of mine and she just had this really great insightful conversation with Instagram. I know with Instagram. And one of the biggest things they were harping on is consistency. And I know that's something you hear all the time, but it is important not only for how your content's performing, but for how you're showing up for your audience. You are not going to be seen as that expert or that authority if you're not consistent. I'm just, I'm keeping it real. I keep it real with you guys, but you have to be consistent in how you show up and how often you show up. So people know what to expect from you. They know the quality of content to expect from you. And they're not going to go to your page and be like, okay, they launched last week. And like, where did they go? Like what's going on? Consistency is really key. Connection points are another really important thing because with the people that you love and admire the most in the online space, people that you're hiring, they are going to have those connection points. Chances are you like their office space. You think their dog is funny. You love their relationship. Their kid's really cute. Whatever that looks like, there's chances are there's like this connection point of what they are trying to connect with you to make them not just this really far away person, but make them someone that you can see yourself in and maybe even aspire to be on that different level. So yeah, consistency. I see that community. They love to know what to expect. I agree with all of that. You guys are on the money, on the money. Another part of it is I think the two most valuable types of content, video, 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 video. If you go on Instagram, It is like mostly video. You can't avoid it. You really can't avoid it. You need to be using reels. You need to be using stories. You need to be doing lives. You need to be doing IGTV. And it might seem overwhelming, but that is how you're going to leverage as much of the platform as possible strategically, but that not even including what that means when it comes to positioning yourself as an authority. We're going back to that part. By someone, literally someone could be a podcast host. They could be hosting events. Just by them going on my stories or coming up on this live stream, they are ready to book me. I'm showing what I am like to be speaking in this type of environment, to be speaking live, to be speaking off the cusp. I prepare my slides. Look at me go. This is literally you showing people, this is what it's like if you take me seriously and look at me like that authority. So that's why video, I think, is like, yes, Instagram wants us to be using video, but like when it comes to authority building, you can write the best caption, you can make the best graphic. Those are valuable in some aspects, but by you talking on camera, that's where the gold is. That is where the gold is. I will also mention carousels are also a really great way to leverage your Instagram content. Instead of thinking, how can I post a photo? How can I post a single graphic? I'm like, how can I add multiple slides to keep people on this content more and add even more value? We're going to circle back to the last point because it's really using all of Instagram. That's as simple as it is because not only are you leveraging the platform, you are using those video platforms and you are showing up consistently. You're showing up in all these different parts. So you're touching on all these different ways that people consume content. Some people like you like to consume live. Some people like to tune into Instagram stories. Some people like to scroll on the feed and check out some reels. Everyone is engaging on Instagram differently. So by utilizing the whole platform, you're going to get a lot more of those touch points. Let me know if you're with me. I'm like, I'm, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling this. I just went in. I need to drink some water.
Okay. Woo. Let's hop on <laughs> to the next slide. And this is where we're going to talk a little bit about making money. And this is something that takes a little bit of time. It takes a little bit of time. Okay, let's see what's, what are you guys talking about in the chat? Okay, video, community. Okay, I'm here for it. Um, yes, some people, IGTVs or other videos, totally agree with that when bringing on podcast guests. I absolutely look at their content. But yeah, video is honestly, there. It's, it's everywhere. It really is everywhere. Repurposing. Okay. Okay. There we go. We're on it. We're on it. We're on it. Okay. Let's talk about launches and selling your products, your surface, your offers. So I kind of thought of things differently. When it comes to my courses and launches, I've really figured out a formula for how am I pre-launching? How am I launching in the moment? What type of content am I creating? And how can I put my offers out there in a way that people are going to be attracted? I have tons of content on launching. I'm not going to bore you here right now, but getting a solid launch strategy that you're confident in and that you can show up in and give that energy towards, that is where the sales come to go from a very perfectly fine launch to that next level of launch. The other thing is how you're selling your higher ticket, more intimate offers. And there's so many different ways to do this, but I feel like I've really shifted into how can I have like some low key launches where I'm like, Hey, this is my intensive. This is it. I'm not going to post about it on my feed. I'm not going to plaster it everywhere, but how can I make sure that I'm adding in those touch points, adding in those calls to action that make it feel exclusive and make it feel like, okay, this is how I need to work with this person one-on-one. Both of those types of launches and selling techniques are different. So it kind of comes down to understanding that Sometimes when it comes to launching and selling on Instagram, they're going to look different for different offers and understanding that and figuring out what that looks like for you. Also, my mindset around selling, oh my gosh, since when I started my business, completely shifted and changed. I'm thinking of, hey, I'm going to serve, 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 serve my audience. And when I go to sell something, it is going to be the cherry on top. It is going to be that next step for people that are so engaged. They're getting so much value right here on Instagram. How can we get them to that next level? But that is really where I took that shift where it's like, it's not me selling and pitching and promoting. I already know I'm giving so much out for free. The least I can do as a business is give them a way to work with me in a higher level, more intimate way. Even if that literally is, I'm taking a done for you course or a done for you template that's really affordable, or you're going to pay a really good investment to have one-on-one time for me. But it's really shifting that mindset of not like people aren't buying. I feel really icky selling my offers. Like, no, I'm serving my people by showing up in that way. And another big thing is community building. I feel like this is really tied in with that, where it's like when you know your audience really well and you show up for them in a certain way, it's going to make it feel fun to launch. Like that's honestly how it's going to feel. Because even if people aren't buying from you, they're hyping you up, they're excited about it, they're engaging on it. And even if they are buying from you, they know you so well that they are primed and ready to get into that next stage of what it is that you have to offer. So I want to talk a little bit about that because I kind of just have completely shifted how I think about launching and selling in a way that feels really good. And the last part that I want to talk a little bit about before I open it up for some questions 
is how to just take the stage and make those connections as an authority. I'm going to say it again because you can never say it too much. Video, 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 video. (laughs) That is how you're going to start to present yourself for, hey, I'm taking these opportunities. I'm an educator. I'm offering value in this way. Another big thing is network and relationship building. And I will also say there is not a secret magical formula for this. It's literally networking with people how you would in real life. That is all it is. But we're using Instagram as a vessel to do that. What I mean by that is start connecting with those brands, those events, those other speakers and podcast hosts. How can you start just having conversations with them like a human saying you like their content? And then eventually get to that stage where when they're looking for someone, when they're at that level of wanting an interview, or when you feel like you have that relationship, you can go to that next level. That is just such a simple thing that you need to be intentionally doing and not just pitching yourself. How can we build relationships and network just like we would if we were in real life? And the other thing is positioning yourself as an authority in your niche. How do you do this? How do you do this? This really comes from Learning to not consume too much. That's a big one. Something I'm working on, something I was really bad at. How can I not consume too much of everyone else's stuff so I can stay true to my own voice? And I think that's the other part of it is how can I position myself as an authority in my niche, whatever your niche is? It's by really digging deep. Like, what is it that I have something unique to offer? Because I'm telling you this right now, someone else does what you do. They do exactly what you do. Maybe they do it cheaper. Maybe they do it better. But the positioning is where you're going to differentiate yourself. So people are going to buy from you. That is really, really key. And then what what our goal is, speaking, podcasts, private workshops, all of that when I'm looking at my referrals, when I'm looking at how I've built my audience, when I'm looking at how I've been making sales, it's because I'm showing up in those places. And quite honestly, I'm using not Instagram to grow my audience. That's something that not a lot of people talk about, especially other Instagram marketers. How can we use not Instagram to grow your Instagram? Using Clubhouse, using TikTok, using speaking, podcasts, workshops, That's how you're getting people off of the platform and getting them into a place where they can essentially engage with you, learn from you, and you're speeding up that process. So of course, we're talking about how can we serve people right here on Instagram so they can easily convert and they know you're that authority and whatever it is that you're offering. But that's what podcasts do in a second. Podcasts are so intimate, speaking so high value. All of those things make it where when you turn into the right person, you're like, okay, I'm sold. This is, this is it. This is it. So those are the main points that I want to touch on. And I know I could just go on and on and on, but it's 10, 20 minutes and I respect your guys' Fridays and I want to open up to questions. It seems like you're vibing here. You're, you're chatting. You agree with the consumption. I love it. Um, and I do want to talk a little bit about, cause these three main points that I touched on 
are all things that I am going to be teaching on in my mastermind. So I'm going to just offer it if it's something that you're interested in. So that whole breakdown, your content, your launches, your selling, your showing up on speaking and podcasts, that is all what I'm going to be talking about in my three-month mastermind, which just opened up for applications. And it's really for those female entrepreneurs that are ready to show up confidently and as an expert on Instagram. And I want to give you a little bit of like what you can expect and kind of where you're at. If you're struggling to find your voice on Instagram, this is really going to help you position yourself as an authority and dive so deep into all those things. You're also getting community support from other women that are trying to do the same thing. And you're getting support from me. I'm looking at your homeworks. I'm hopping on calls weekly with you. You're learning from the best of the best experts that I'm already connected with. Like guys, I'm hype about this mastermind. And if it's for you, if it's speaking to you, just send me a DM, go to the link in my bio and check it out because applications are going to be closing May 14th. So I want to open it up to any questions that you might have, whether it's related to authority building, whether it's related to the mastermind. Um, I want to dive a little bit deeper here. Okay. I hear some people asking, how did I do your live slides? I will share it on my stories because I have a template for how to do that. Cause that is another authority building tip. Gotta, gotta prepare for your lives. Um, okay. So Oh, this is a good one. Oh, let's dive in. We have the amazing question of how do you build video confidence? I always feel like whatever I have to teach, someone else has already done. Oh my gosh. Can anyone else relate to that? Everyone. Yeah. Everyone's doing the hearts. They're like, I I felt that question. There's two things with video confidence. I think the first thing that's really helped me is I started showing up confidently before I was confident. I like literally was pretending that I was confident, that I had the energy, that I knew what I was talking about when I like legit was like sweating, having heart palpitations, like I was struggling on the back end, but I just showed up and got really freaking uncomfortable. And I think that is a common theme of just like, you got to push through a part of it. Yeah. Big it till you make it honestly is like a really big part of it. I'd say another part of video confidence, I think this goes back to the consumption part that I talked about, is like there are so many thoughts on there on Instagram. There are so many people giving different thoughts on Instagram, better thoughts, giving these magical promises that they're going to teach someone how to do like 60 reels in a minute. Like, okay, that's not me. That's not my brand. So I need to reduce how much I'm consuming that. So I can stay true to my voice. It's not because I don't like my Instagram friends. It's not because I don't want to learn from other people. It's not because I'm too good for anyone to be consuming their content. It's because I have to protect my brain. That's like literally what it is. So I have to literally be like, instead of thinking, okay, so-and-so's done it, but mine's going to be yellow and mine's going to be set in a certain way or shown in a certain way. Or even if we are talking about the same thing, I am a different human. And if I really dig deep and don't think so much about how can I give my perspective on this tip or strategy someone just shared, instead I'm shifting it to actually, how can I just really speak my truth and what is valuable and helpful for me. Because even the simplest things, I think that's one thing I've seen with my clients is like, 
they're such freaking experts at what they do. And when we sit down and figure out their content ideas, I'm simplifying everything. They're like, I thought it had to be super fancy or super shiny or super different. No, you literally just have to say it in the way that you say it. That's as simple as it is. So I think that's a big part of it is understanding it doesn't need to be shiny or crazy or completely different. Just tap into what are my values? What do I find valuable? What am I wanting to share? How am I wanting to share it in a different way? Because that is how you're going to find your voice. And it's not easy. I've It's taken me so long. I remember honesty moment. Back in the day, I used to save people's content and be like, oh my gosh, I need to create on this topic. Ooh, that's something I think a lot of us do, whether we realize it or not. So that's a big thing of just like consumption. I have a lot of my beautiful Instagram friends. They are muted, muted with love because I just need to stay in my lane. That's all it really is. So I want to talk. I see some questions. Okay. You guys are hearing me. You're hearing me. Okay. The tough love you're taking it. Thank you. Um, okay. You're, you're agreeing with me. I'm here with you. Yes. 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 Agree. 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 Okay. Awesome. Um, so let's see what other questions that we have. Ooh. Okay. Ooh, this is good. Do you have to have a certain audience size before starting authority building? No. Absolutely not. And even though I had a lot of missteps, I wasn't confident. I was consuming too much. Like I was definitely having struggles before I really got to that authority space, but I was kind of showing up like I am now. Things didn't really change. And I think that's actually really important because in the beginning I talked about going viral is a huge part of how you just blow up your brand. And it just comes with luck. And what happens is even though I had luck last summer, it wouldn't have happened if it wasn't already there. If people went to my Instagram and they had just discovered me during this time where my account is blowing up, they literally wouldn't have followed or stayed around if I wasn't already being consistent, if I wasn't already showing up, if I wasn't already using video, if I wasn't already doing those things then people aren't going to stick around once you do grow your audience or once you do get on that big podcast or once you do get your first speaking gig. You got to start showing up like that right now, literally right now. So I don't think you can ever start too soon. I know I've spoke on stages to people and they have less followers than me, but they're killing it with their content. And that's really all that matters. So start showing up now, start finding your voice, start figuring it out. And that will attract the right people. It might might be really friggin' slow. It might take that viral moment, that luck moment, but honestly, just start now. You have to start now. Okay. Ooh, ooh, ooh. This is a good one. How do you pick topics that work for your brand? How do you brainstorm? So the first thing, it's so funny. I say don't consume, but I do want to say listen. What I mean by listen is, first of all, understand what's trending, understand what is going on in the news, understand what is current right now in your industry in general with where you're showing up. And then I think the other side of this is really listening to your audience, listening to your clients, listening to people that are asking questions on people that are in your niche. That is how I get like 90% of my content ideas. I'm having a conversation. I see a live. I see something my clients want help with. That's what I create content around because whatever Natasha thinks that she should create is probably like real crazy and wild and probably not what the people want. Honestly, 
even though I think we have a lot of really great content ideas, and I think that is something to lean on, I will say 50% of my ideas are too advanced. They're using too much jargon. They're not what the people want. So I'm not going to create what I want. I want to create what the people want. So that's the first thing that like sounds like that should be like my like presidential campaign, create what the people want. And then like me in like a blazer, I don't know. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's like partially is just listening to my audience and figuring out what do they actually really need. The other part of it is like staying in the know in my niche, playing around, experimenting, going back to see what performed really well. How can I say it in a different way? Seeing what am I working on behind the scenes? And I think of everything as content. I think when you get to that authority level, we're talking about that journey, that transition. It really honestly means like, how can you just be so discerning on like how, what you need to be showing up on, what ideas you need and how you can just be consuming and figuring things out all the time. Like I'm in the shower. It's like nine at night. I have content ideas all the time because you kind of like shift that in your brain to like everything is content. If I think of it as how can I serve better? How can I be on the know? So that's like my long story short. (laughs) Ooh, this is a good question. So I also have a podcast and I feel like it's boring for me to use the same content on the pod and IG. I don't think, I think repurposing always has to be done tastefully. I repurpose when it's something that I think is way too good to just be on Instagram. Like this live, I think I'm spitting some gems. So I'm like, I know I want to record this for the podcast because I know people that are consuming on a podcast are different than our people that are consuming on live, different than consuming on IGTV. Um, But I think it understands like what is so valuable that it should be in a podcast format Or how can you repurpose something where you're not doing the hard lifting work of creating something new, but reformatting it, expanding on it? Let's say you have a piece of Instagram content. How can you just dive a little bit deeper in your podcast? Or how can you round up all these great tips you're sharing on Instagram into a podcast episode? So I think in like repurposing is kind of like an art of understanding when things can be completely repurposed, when things need to just be reformatted, when they need to be reworded, when they need to get new visuals. It kind of just totally, it totally depends. Okay. So let's see. I think we have a few other questions. So if you want to dive them in here, like I said, I want to respect your Friday and not ramble too long. (laughs) Um, Okay. This is a good one. This is a really good one. How do I build a diehard community? I feel like my community is strong, but not committed enough. So I feel like this is a part of the consistency part, a part of the just creating valuable and being overly generous with them. I think the other part comes along with that finding your voice and finding what makes your brand unique and really owning that. I feel like for me so long. And if you were like maybe an original follower, maybe, you know, like I remember thinking I had to be so professional and so polished when I was on stories. When if you follow me, you know, I like to dance and have fun and giggle and there's yellow stuff everywhere. And that's my personality. And so by diminishing that, that is making it where people aren't a community. They're just followers. But by getting to know me and having those little touch points, that's what I think makes a community. And I will say that I've been at this for almost four years and it takes time. 
some of this stuff isn't like it happens in a year, but I think that is a part of it is like, how can you really own your voice, own how you show up and just consistently do it, consistently do it. Even when you start to doubt yourself in it, like I remember thinking like, is yellow too much? Is the way I show up on Instagram too much? Like, has anyone else felt that? Or maybe you think you're not, you're, you're not spunky enough. I know a lot of people message me. They're like, I'm so shy. That's okay. That's what makes you different. Everyone has what makes them different. And it might even be the boringest thing about you, honestly. So I think that's kind of what it is. I think it's touch points, showing your personality, building connection and serving and just being consistent, being consistent in how you serve them. Ooh. Oh my gosh. If only I could tell. Oh, and I also want to say it related to the community building. Let's go back to that. I am giving you a little little taste, but one of the expert guests that are going to be in the mastermind, we are talking all about community building. She's built a bomb community and they are so engaged with her content on stories, on the feed. So just wanted to give a little, little teaser of some of the guests that are going to be in the mastermind. Okay, so let's end things off. If you have any other questions, put them in the little comment section. So the difference between content on emails versus Instagram, can I repurpose? Yes, I think your email list should always feel very exclusive. So you never want people to be like, you just took today's Instagram post and sent it to me via email. But I think down the road, if you're creating great evergreen content, evergreen meaning it's not going to go out of style, it's always relevant, you can always add to it. I think that can absolutely be your emails. And like, spoiler, that's what we do. I don't always recreate the wheel. I think of how can we freshen this up, go even deeper and serve our email list in an even bigger way than I serve on Instagram. Cause I feel like I serve on Instagram pretty well, but I'm like, email is like exclusive. Cause you're like in their inbox. Like who wants this random person in their inbox every day? Like you really want to respect that by, I think making it feel different, but valuable in a lot of ways. Cause also people don't always see your Instagram posts. They just don't. Some people don't even always see your emails because I know I don't always look at my emails. <laughs> um, so that would, that's what I would say for mine. And then let me see if there's any other ones. Oh, there's okay. So y'all are putting in the last minute questions. I see that. I, I see. I understand. <laughs> okay. I think this is a good one to end it off on. Let me see if there's any really good ones. Yeah. I think I'm going to end on this question. If we need to do a round two, let me know. And then Taylor's on here. Taylor, she helps me with my emails. Yeah. We repurpose tastefully. You know what I mean? It's like serving our email lasts really well, making them feel exclusive, but also how can we add some little gems to make them feel special? Um, and I'm glad you guys like the, um, if you like the newsletters, that's awesome. Okay. Ooh, let's see. Okay. So I actually have Mari. Um, I know you got an invite for the mastermind. So yeah, so there are exclusive spots for the VIP round. So pretty much the VIP round of the intensive, you get access to my course, and then you also get access to an intensive if you want like even more education, even more one-on-one support. But if you want to start out with the regular mastermind, and if there are still spots for the VIP, because I only have so many like spots on my calendar for intensives, because they are intensive, of course, um, then you can totally upgrade once everyone's in the mastermind. So yeah, just message me, Mari, um, and I'll, I'll give you all the tips. I'll voice message you. Okay. Last question. How did you know Instagram was your strength? I was struggling with picking a niche. 
and I think Gary V talks about this a lot. So I think part of it is understanding that I think you should enjoy what your niche is to an extent. So I was doing Instagram. I was doing digital marketing. I was doing social media. I was doing blogging. I was doing all of that very generally. And I, it was working fine. And I realized I didn't like half the things I was doing. So who wants to create things that they don't like? That's just the truth around it. So I think you have to like what you do a little bit, like just a little bit. But I also think that you don't need to pick a niche. I think your niche should happen through experimenting, through creating, through showing up. And it will change and evolve as you experiment. I feel like this makes me think of like when you graduate high school or you graduate college and they're like, you have to choose your major so you know what to do for the rest of your life. Like, how am I supposed to know what I want to do for the rest of my life if I haven't experimented, if I haven't tested things? Maybe I don't want to do just one thing for the rest of my life. So I think that I figured out Instagram was my strength by trying a lot of things and realizing what I wasn't good at, what I didn't enjoy doing. And that's how I niche down. But even with niching down, I serve service providers. I serve product providers. I serve a little bit of everyone. I don't have a specific, specific niche. So I don't think you need a niche that specifically, but experiment. That is my biggest tip. And you can experiment and still be an authority. You can start showing up in all these different ways, and then you'll eventually find what brings that excitement to you. Okay. So this was so good. Thank you for tuning in. If you were here the whole time, um, you're a real one. If you tuned in halfway, you're still a real one. And if you're listening to the replay or the podcast, I so appreciate you. Thank you for your questions. Thank you for engaging. Thank you for your energy. And definitely if you are interested in the Instagram authority mastermind, if any of the things that I was talking about really spoke to you on finding your voice, figuring out how to get to that authority level and be seen that way and feel confident showing up in that way on Instagram. Like I've got you covered. Definitely DM me, go to the application, learn more about the mastermind. I think it's going to serve you so well because it's what I needed a year ago when I was trying to figure it out, honestly. So I'm so excited to pour into you and share everything that I've learned. And I definitely will do a round two. I'll post on stories so you can give me like what you want me to follow up on or what you want me to dive into on in round two. And we'll definitely do that. So I hope everyone has a very happy Friday, a really great weekend, and I will chat with you all later. Bye. Thank you so much for joining me for today's show. Join the conversation at hashtag the shine online podcast, or just come over and say hi at soul studio marketing on Instagram. Be sure to subscribe to the show to be the first to know when our next episode airs. And if you love what you've heard, I just so appreciate it. If you left us a review, it really helps support us. Remember, regardless of where you're at in your entrepreneurship journey, there's always room for your biz to shine. I'll see you next time.